Hello and welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Unshaw.net. Episode 24 Abolish Favourable Entry to Teacher Training for Protestants. Hello and welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education. My name is Simon Lewis from Unshaw.net and at this time of recording it's just a day or two or maybe a few until back to school time after our summer holidays. I've uh, basically spent most of my July um, telling people that I am not on summer holidays uh, because I work every July in the July programme and then I spent most of August telling people I was just off on my holidays and yes it is great to have these holidays um i also spent all of july uh on this podcast uh, if you were um not working july program or not listening to this podcast um examining uh, small schools um, and how we might try and save them uh, in a special four-part episode of this podcast so you might want to check that out when you get back to school on your journey there while i'm on a bit of an introduction buzz i might as well give my weekly encouragement to, sub- to uh, subscribe to this podcast and perhaps if you're feeling very generous a bit of a review maybe five stars would be nice in in fact um before you listen to this episode actually give give me those five stars because after it um i imagine i'll have i've actually i'll probably have managed to alienate an entire population of the country yes after a bit of a hiatus i have decided to go back to my favorite stomping ground the issue of how religion infiltrates our education system but this time for me it's actually one of the most difficult that one would have to defend yep i'm accused of being a lot of things and one of them is being anti-catholic and um, i'm not anti-catholic by the way i'm i'm equally baffled by all uh faiths um to be honest with you but i i'm not i, I don't mind what people do in their own private time my problem is when things that should happen in people's private times affect um, other people, um, particularly when it doesn't need to be the case. Uh, for example, in schools, which are sh- uh, which basically shouldn't um, have any religious affiliation. I mean, for example, um, as I've said before, I, can, I can't work in 97% of schools because they're controlled by a particular uh, dogma. Um, that's where um, I have a problem with, um, with, with a particular re- uh, religion, a religious system. I don't actually mind people who believe in that particular religion and absolutely fair play uh, to them. Um, and I have absolutely no issue with that. Uh, but much, I think there's a, a kind of a I don't know a, a saying about um, religions are like are, are like penises. They're 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 lovely to have and nice to um, and nice to, to to be with and all that kind of stuff. But like keep it to yourself. Um, anyway, I, I get accused of being anti-Catholic at least once a month, and it, it, to be honest, it doesn't offend me. It, it kind of amuses me. Um, I, I don't get offended uh, offended by it because I, I I generally because generally when I get accused of it, it's it's basically when I'm making my point, which is never anti-Catholic. It's just talks about how system that's um, run by any church and I'm saying Catholic now because that's generally what, what I'm being accused of it could be any religion though um, generally when I make make the make prove my point in a way I suppose of, of why something might exclude um, a, a range of people but uh, effectively it's like Godwin's law I mean, which is, uh, for uh, on the internet that's the law on the internet uh, that basically states that every argument on the internet ends with somebody accusing someone else of being worse than Hitler so my Godwin's law is when somebody accuses me of being anti-Catholic I, I, I mean they've nothing left to say or they've nothing left to argue so I generally get called this when a debate goes along the lines of something for example 
I state something that really annoys me about any church involved in education. Someone on the internet says, but Catholic schools are very inclusive. So me, um, no, they aren't. And here is why. And I tell them why. And then the, uh, the person on the internet says, you're anti-Catholic. So I mean, you know, or that's anti-Catholic bias or they blame the media, you know, one or the other. But anyway, the thing is, that's not what this episode is about. In fact, while 90% of schools are run by the Catholic Church, and this is why most of the vitriol about church-state separation is generally aimed at Catholic schools, there are three other religious bodies that run primary schools. and That's the Church of Ireland and other Protestant branches. There's also two Muslim schools, and there's a Jewish school too. So there's three other religions that, that run schools. Now, I fundamentally disagree that any religious body should run any national school. And even though the other three religious patrons account for only about 5-6% to 6% of schools, and in fact, um, two of them, um, that's the Jewish ones and the Muslim ones, account for less than, way less than 1% of the schools, they still get the same treatment by me as the big guy. Um, and this is why I was appalled when Richard Bruton, for example, got rid of the baptism barrier. You might be surprised to hear me say that because he only did it for Catholic schools and I thought that was absolutely crazy. The other three religious bodies can still discriminate on enrollment to their school on the basis of religion. So basically, if you are not a member of the Jewish faith, you are a second-class citizen, basically, where you get, uh, uh, in terms of enrollment. So a Jewish person would go ahead of you on enrollment if you wanted to go to the Jewish school, similarly with the Muslim schools and similarly with the Church of Ireland and, and other Protestant types of schools. And, I mean, I, I, I find it crazy. And, and, and to be honest with you, it doesn't act... I mean, the, the reason that's given is it protects minority status. No, it doesn't. It doesn't protect minority faith at all. Um, schools aren't dating agencies or tribes or ghettos. Like, they're, they're schools. Um, and while I'm all for protecting minorities, I, in fact, I'm absolutely, obviously, in favour of protecting any minority, this only should extend as far as giving equality where it's needed. You don't give, you don't um, protect a minority that isn't under threat. You know, you know, no one can say that, um, you know, the, the Jewish faith, the Muslim faith, and or, the, or any Protestant faith is under threat from any laws in this country. Like, in other words, we, like, basically, we have to make sure that every person's human rights are respected. Like, you know, absolutely. You know, and I mean, for example, if there were laws forbidding Protestants to own their own properties, yeah, I totally would have a problem with that. Or if there was a law that forbid Muslims from wearing certain religious clothing, as happens in some countries, yeah, I'd have a problem with that too. However, I draw the line where it comes to privilege, not rights, privilege. And this is where I bring my would-be minister hat today. We have created an entire system of education to privilege one minority group over all the others, which snakes its way through primary school all the way to adulthood, and it is supported and protected by the government and by secular institutions. And this is the fact that if you were born, and this is the fact that if you were born into a Christian family, except for Catholics, or any Christian family apart from a Catholic family, and you want to become a teacher, in 2019, you need 105 fewer points in your leaving cert to gain entry to the same teacher training course as everyone else. I felt um, that that was a good time for a pause because you may not know this, or maybe you did know it and you didn't really pay much attention to it. However, take a second to think about the logic of this. Okay, like 105 fewer points to go to the same teacher training course as every other person, not just Catholics, everyone else. That's crazy. 
So here's my take on trying to figure it out, because there has to be a logic to this kind of stuff. So it starts, basically this logic, it starts with one thing, and this is indisputable. No matter who you are, or no matter who we come, where we come from, we are all born at some point. I don't think that's, and I, I don't know anyone who hasn't been born. Maybe, maybe you do, but let's, let's not be too philosophical about it and accept that everyone that you know and everyone that I know and everyone that everybody knows was born at some point in the past. Now, if you haven't been born or you don't think you've been born, you, you might just stop right now and pick up your primary school RSE program, even the Catholic one, the, you know, that, that, that actually goes through this, I'm only joking, and have a read. Now, as we all know, things get much more complicated once you're born, okay? You know, this, this is this fact, you, you're born and then things become complicated because from the very second you are lurched out into the world, things get complicated. However, some of you would have, and this is through absolutely no fault of your own, and, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with this, you might be born to parents who have, and through no fault of their own, deemed themselves to be of a Protestant faith. Now, how or when they became Protestant is not important. They, you know, they, they, these people could track their lineage back to King Henry himself, or they might have just converted last year, before you were born. But the likelihood, anyway, because of this thing that your parents have this, are either born um, Protestants or became Protestants is the likelihood, the very strong likelihood, is you are going to be baptised as a Protestant. And that could be any flavour of Protestant. It could be Church of Ireland, Church of England, Church of wherever, Methodist, Calvinist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, whatever. Now, little do you know that this accident of biology and Irish government policy has given you a nice advantage. When it comes to primary school, you are able to enrol in any Catholic school, any Protestant school, any Educate Together school, and any community national school. And you will be able to enrol on an equal basis without being turned away because of the fact that you have been born into a Protestant family. Now, I will say you will not be able to enrol automatically in three out of the 3,200 schools in the entire country. That's obviously the Muslim schools and the Jewish school, Jewish school. But you are in the only religious group that has more choice of schools than any other grouping in the country. Any other grouping. Now, the fantastic thing is that you don't even have to do anything whatsoever to achieve this wonderful privilege. There aren't even any downsides. There's no laws in this country that discriminate against you because of the religion you were raised in. Isn't that amazing? You have equal access to everything this country offers. It couldn't get better, could it? No, it surely couldn't. Well, fast forward to the time you get your leaving cert. Now, skipping the possibility that you may have also been prioritised for enrolment in a secondary school because of your background, but, you know, I've, I've laboured that. So you decide that you want to become a primary school teacher and let's just say it's this year that you've come to that point and you get your results and you have achieved and guess what you got on your leaving cert? 400 points. Well done. That is an excellent um, leaving cert in anyone's books. Well done you. Now the CAO offers come out um, but the problem is you need 462 points to become a primary school teacher in DCU and you are way off. There is no point in even appealing. 
But wait, 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 wait. Aren't you by the grace of being born of Protestant faith? And look underneath that little 462. There's that very same course on offer for people of Protestant backgrounds. And you only need 357 points. Well, hooray, hallelujah. You may say, I don't know. You're in. Now, at this very second of realization, you might think about your friend. We'll call him Paddy. Why not? He's not Protestant and he wants to be a teacher too. And didn't he get 450 points? 462, my friends, is what he needs. You see, this is the problem. People of Protestant backgrounds are not actually discriminated in Ireland. They really, they really aren't. They don't need special privileges. They enjoy exactly the same rights as almost every other minority faith group. This isn't the same thing as giving a boost to students from, let's say, disadvantaged backgrounds. This isn't the same thing as giving an advantage to badly treated ethnic minority groups such as travellers. The argument that's put forward that it protects a minority religious group from dying off, that's what is, is what's given. To, for, to, to allow this to happen. And this is where it becomes extremely puzzling to me. Religion has become so ingrained in our education system that there is a thinking and a belief that our public education system has a role and responsibility for protecting them from assimilation for some reason. Or to put it a different way, segregating off different religions from each other in order to preserve them or even ghettoize them, it's exactly the opposite of what we should be doing. But our entire education system is built on this foundation that we should segregate children according to their religions. Catholic schools, Protestant schools, Jewish schools, Muslim schools. And if there were enough of them in time, there would be every other faith group that might have been around at the time. And actually, that was that is what, what the current... Uh, um, policy of the government around pluralism. I've done a, a full podcast on pluralism, and you you can you can have a listen to that. Uh, I think it's episode episode one definitely, and probably I think episode eight as well. Have a listen to a, a bit more. I won't get into it. So basically, from the moment a Protestant is born, they can go to a Protestant primary school, get transport to it, obviously because um, you can go to a school of your choice. Um, then they can go to a Protestant secondary school, then you can have an easier access to teacher training college, and then the obvious next step is that you're obviously going to have an advantage because given that you're doing the special uh, module in, in the Protestant education, you're going to have an advantage teaching in a Protestant school because they can say they've done the teacher training route, the Protestant teacher training route. Seriously, like, you know, is that, is that right? You actually, it's almost like you're, you're, you don't even have to try um, it's amazing. Like I, I, I don't get it. I mean, and, and who's allowing this? Who are the players in this? Well, well, there's two. There's the Department of Education, which is supposedly a secular entity, as it is a government agency, and then there's DCU. That's Dublin City University. Now, I am not one to defend the government. Uh, I'm not one to defend the government, but they've been around for a hell of a lot longer than ECU, and they've always been somewhat controlled, if not heavily influenced, by various church bodies. Ireland, although a secular republic, has been very heavily influenced by the battle between Catholics and Protestants um, over the last hundred, hundred odd years. Um, I don't need to go into, into the details of that. I think we all know that. And, and, and think of the things, for example, I mean, we've, and certainly the Republic of Ireland, Southern Ireland, has been heavily influenced by, Catholic, by Catholicism. Like, think of the things that were illegal in Ireland in the last, like only 30 years ago. Divorced, married women in the workplace, abortion, homosexuality, um, marriage equality, obviously. I could go on. However, DCU was set up and established as a secular university in 1975, right in the middle of the rise in the shift away from church control of the country in a more liberalised um, era. 
where there is changes, social changes, women, um, religion, uh, women getting stronger, uh, uh, getting, a, getting a bigger voice in, in society, uh, the church control, the grip um, being, uh, being taken away from the church in all aspects of society. Um, I mean, to me, it is absolutely unforgivable. They have allowed a separate point system for entry, which favours one faith over all others. And I don't care how it happened. I am going to go through how it happened. I just don't care how it happened. And it's shocking. It's indefensible. And it happened. And it, yeah, it didn't even happen in 1975. You'd think, okay, in 1975, fair enough. Like Educate Together, for example, didn't even exist in 1975. You, you had to go to a denominational school. You could almost forgive that. No, this happened in 2016. 2016. Three years ago, at this time, of the, uh, at this time of the recording, then the story starts only four years before that. But even if it was two thousand and twelve when that story begins, that's less than ten years ago. That is, it's modern era stuff, and it got implemented. And, and basically, the Church of Ireland only agreed to it by two thousand and sixteen for some reason. I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm not, I, 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 let we we'll go back. We're going to have to go back and back to two thousand and twelve and see what happened. Well, what happened? Well. I suppose many of Rory Quinn's haters will be delighted to hear that this plan has his name stamped all over it. Yep, in 2012, in the depths of the recession, Rory Quinn, the then Minister for Education, decided it was a very, very strange altogether that there were 19 separate third-level institutions all offering teacher training courses. Now, someone granted uh, a lot of them at second level. So his plan was to amalgamate as many of them together as possible into six separate training colleges. Some of those are second level, of course, as well. So here's, here's what he was, was going to do. Basically, the six training colleges, and I won't go through all of them, but uh, Trinity College uh, was basically going to get Merino, UCD, uh, NCAD, and so that was going to be based in Merino. Um, so that was part of Trinity. Um, we had the National University of so NUI Maynooth, Freble College um, was going to go in there, uh, get, get kind of eaten up by that. Um, which it did. Uh, UL, uh, basically was going to take in Mary I, uh, Limerick IT, and uh, the campus would be at UL. Uh, UCC um, was going to have the Galway Institute of Technology. Um, the NUIG would have St. Angela's College in Sligo, and um, DCU was, and this is the one we're going to concentrate on, was St. Pat's of Drumcondra, Matterday Institute of Education, and the CICE, the Church of Ireland uh, Training College um, of Education. Now, for our purposes, the only one that affect us in primary level were Trinity, DCU, and UL. Uh, DCU, um, we'll focus on in this. Trinity basically has Merino of, of, for, for any interest to us. Um, I suppose Frabble with uh, Maynooth, I guess, we'll include Maynooth there, but not much of a change there. Uh, and then UL with Mary I, which wasn't much of a change, but DCU was the big one. Um, basically, Trinity and UL had no problems because they took in only Catholic control courses anyway. And when I say no problems, I mean that only slightly because I obviously have big problems with any course being tied to any particular faith. But I mean, DCU is the big one because this was amalgamating two alien species. species yes, Catholics and Protestants. Now, this always reminds me of um, the Irish comedian Darrow Breen's uh, sketch about religion um, and com the comparison between Catholics and Protestants. Now, O'Brien, um, I don't know if you're aware of the sketch, it's quite famous, but uh, if you haven't heard it, Google it there, Darrow Breen, um, Catholics, Protestants on Google, and you'll find the video. But he started by talking about mixed marriages. He went to a mixed marriage when two people of different religions get married. Now, one such wedding that he was at, uh, Darrow Breen noticed that both sides um, basically sat on 
they, they sat separately, you know, obviously, because they're totally different. They're completely alien species. But they recited exactly the same words in the same order at the same time. There was no difference, really, by the odd extra bit at the end of a prayer that the, that the Protestants would say. And he questioned really whether it could actually be described as a mixed marriage, a marriage between a Catholic and a Protestant. And he, he then gave examples of actual mixed marriage. Like there was one where everyone, one, people on one side were shouting Mazel Tov and the other side were shooting guns in the air. I mean, that's a mixed marriage, as he said. Um, anyway, sure, everybody was happy. Um, anyway, when this was mooted by Rory Quinn, uh, that the CIC were going to be amalgamated into DCU with two Catholic institutions. And in fact, the bishops were very happy about this, the archbishops. Uh, Michael Jackson, um, who was the Archbishop of the Church of Ireland, uh, he said in an Irish Times article, As an institution, we have embraced change and development positively at various points throughout our history and are committed to doing so again very good. Um, Archbishop Martin, the Catholic uh, version of Michael Jackson, he said he was very pleased at the new opportunities offered by the, by the participation of the Church of Ireland College of Education. This is a further sign of a new level of ecumenical cooperation between Archbishop Jackson and myself. There you go. Then the president of DCU, Professor Brian McGrath, in my opinion, correctly said the proposed research-led Institute of Education has the potential to play a central role in transforming the future of Irish education. That's absolutely, I, I have nothing to argue with Brian McGrath when he said that. But what happened? What happened? Well, somewhere in the negotiations, and I cannot for the life of me find out where, the uh, CICE managed to convince DCU that a number of places in their new course should be put aside for Protestant students. The reasoning was that they felt it was only right to have enough Protestant qualified teachers so they would have enough of said teachers in their schools. Yes, Despite every single teacher in Ireland graduating with exactly the same qualifications, the Protestants felt that they also need to be Protestant to work in their schools. So you, you, you not only is it good enough to be, a, to be a qualified teacher, you also have to have the right faith to teach in these schools. Now, I, I get that they wouldn't, be, um, they wouldn't be unique in their preference for that, but there is a thing about being outwardly um, discriminatory. I mean, you know... At least some of the schools, some of the patron bodies sort of, um, I suppose, indirectly uh, discriminate against uh, uh, against teachers if they claim they if they have a suspicion or a whiff that they aren't the right, uh, right religion. But this is absolutely blatantly, openly uh, saying that they want Protestants working in Protestant schools. That's that's shocking. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen in any other country. It wouldn't happen anywhere. In fact, it doesn't. And in fairness, it doesn't happen. I mean, fine in the in the major thing, but it actually, doesn't even happen in the other minority faith schools. The the Jewish ones and the Muslims. The Jewish one and the Muslim one. There's no Jewish teachers in the Jewish school, which has been open for more than four generations. I mean, I went there. I never had a Jewish teacher um, for 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 my primary primary part of the day. Um, of the, the curriculum part of the day. My understanding is there's no Muslim teachers in the Muslim schools either. And strangely enough, this hasn't affected either school in terms of their faith development. They both have outside teachers to teach the faith formation aspect of their schooling. And it seems that this isn't good enough for the Protestants. Or Catholics, by the way. They're not off the hook either. You don't allow it either. But I mean, I, I, I'm having... Look, I'm let, you're, you're, you're off the hook this week. Just about, but not for this. Anyway, somehow DCU have bought bought it. And they allowed 32 places to be kept aside for Protestants in their course. They didn't do this for Jewish people, they didn't do it for Muslims, they didn't do it for atheists, they didn't do it for Rastafarians or anyone else. Just one faith group. Now I do not have 
the word professor before my name, like Professor Brian McGrath. I don't even have a PhD, though I would love to have one just for that one time somebody is asking for a doctor and I can come along and say, I'm a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. But anyway, I would respectfully suggest that you do not need a high level qualification to notice there is an extreme problem with this setup, particularly if you are a secular university. Surely all you need is just one student of the Jewish or Muslim faith knocking on your door wondering, hey, where's my advantage to get me to teach in my faith school? Where is my lower points? What's going on? And perhaps you need a student of no faith also knocking on the door saying, oi, I can't work in a faith-based school. Where is my acknowledgement in terms of points to get in? But no. By 2014, the agreement was made and it was explained thus. And I'm now reading from an Irish Times article by Patsy McGrath in 2014. DCU is committed to protecting the ethos and identity of those Catholic and Protestant colleges which are to become the Institute of Education in Drumcondra under its control. The university was putting in place structures that will allow the ethos and identity of the incoming denominational colleges to be respected and for the preparation of teachers for denominational schools to be fully protected, DCU President Professor Brian McGrath has said. And here is his logic. You can institutionalise diversity within the context of a secular university by putting in place appropriate structures, he said. Sorry, what? Sorry, pray tell, uh, Professor. What, how, how, does one, how does one do this? Well, <laughs> he tells us. Noting that two of the integration colleges are Catholic, with one Protestant, and that there may be fears that a minority ethos could be swallowed up in that context, Professor McGrath said that at DCU they were very sensitive to that issue from the start and we've committed to ensure that this does not happen to allay those fears. He said the overall principle is that the core curriculum for teacher preparation is denominationally neutral but that one will ensure the delivery of modules for all denominations which will allow the appropriate preparation of teachers for denominational schools whether that be for Church of Ireland schools, for Catholic schools or ultimately for multi-denominational schools as well as for non-denominational schools which don't exist by the way but maintaining a core backbone of preparation and a commitment to that ethos and identity. Okay, I mean, that's absolutely reasonable. That's totally reasonable. Let's, let's have separate modules, depending on the type of school you think you'd most like to work in. I don't like it. I get it. That's reasonably pragmatic given the context of our education system with this pluralist nonsense. But then he goes and spoils it all by saying something stupid like, we believe that we can ensure the protection and fostering of faith-based education in a secular university. I think that's a reflection of a modern, pluralist Irish society where denominational education can feel strong and safe in such an environment. That's a very important statement which we will stand over, he said. No, it isn't. He must know that. Why would he say such a thing? Why would he say something like that? Why would he say something so silly as that? How, I, look, I'm in a generous mood, so I'm willing to somewhat forgive him. It's possibly one of those things you might say that you don't really mean, but you feel you have to say it because it sounds inclusive or something. But what I can't forgive is that he took it one step further. Not him personally, but him and his college. He's the president of it. He has given one faith group, just one, just one, not, not, not loads of faith groups, not the other minority groups, just one minority faith group, a serious advantage over all other faith groups. And that is to allow them to enter the college with fewer points than all other faith groups. And that is 
is not a reflection of a modern pluralist Irish society. This is advantaging one religion over all others and for no good reason. If his intention was to have a teacher training course that was exactly the same no matter who you were and complement it with modules that would help you work in a particular type of school, there is absolutely no reason and no excuse to have different points of entry for said course, especially on such a criteria as the religion you happen by accident to be born into. Now I know I keep saying it and I'm sure this is becoming tiresome, but of all the things I talk about in, edu in the education system when it comes to church-state separation, this is the one I feel is by far the worst abuse, the worst abuse of the denominationally controlled system. DCU is not controlled by the church, but has allowed itself to be and it can no longer call itself secular. It, 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 is, it is absolutely disgusting how they can call themselves secular when they allow this sort of thing to happen. It's nothing short of a disgrace and anyone involved in allowing this to happen should hang their heads in shame. I mean that sincerely. It's not like this was in the dark old days. It was less than five years ago. It was less than five years ago. And so this is basic. And so this is what happened. And everything finally got sorted in 2016 when the CIC upped sticks and moved to DCU. And in 2016, in order to get into this course at that time, Protestants needed 435 points to get into this very same teacher training course with a module. Um, and everyone else needed 30 points more. 30 points more. Now, you, uh, you know, by the way, just apart from the 30 points more, if, uh, so if you get 435 for the, for the uh, Church of Ireland Protestants um, course, you have to have an interview as well to prove that you're going to uphold the Protestant ethos as well. I think it's just, it, it gets worse, to be honest with you. Anyway, I decided because of this, because I'm, I, I really, I mean, I think you can get by now, I am really, really cross about this. I decided to publish this on my, uh, on Facebook. Whoa, what a hero. Um, but I mean, I, uh, where, else, where else do I go? You know, I'm sitting here in my kitchen recording a podcast that nobody listens to, but I'm still doing it just in case someone of influence listens to it. Maybe something will happen. I don't know. I've written to the, the president of DCU. I've written to the dean of education. I've written to the, uh, to the department of education. They don't care. So I'm just going to say it in case somebody does have a, who does, does have some sort of influence maybe does something about it anyway so it's on my it's on facebook great um i rarely uh, i put it on my personal i generally i've my personal account as well everyone does and then i have my own shaw.net account at uh, the page uh, but i decided what i do is i put it on my personal facebook account because i i most of my friends don't give a damn that i'm a teacher i have very few teacher friends um and it was interesting to see their comments um the comments basically i'll just read some of them what points do you need if you're an atheist? Well, yeah, we knew, uh, I knew the answer to that. God, it's 2016. Difficult to understand why this type of discrimination still holds so much power. Such discrimination and identification as, as pre-entrance doesn't augur well for the course they are about to undertake or the education as teachers who will be open-minded and inclusive critical thinkers. That was a teacher. Um, here at this one, I've written to DCU to ask about Jewish student applications. Genuinely, my daughter is written off doing primary school teaching as she won't have honours Irish. But if you're Protestant, you don't need it. I'm awaiting their answer. That was from a Jewish friend of mine. How and why does a university make such a distinction based on religion? Have any been given? Two or three court cases later, might, they might harmonise teacher entry. That was actually from someone from the, the Protestant faith. And then there was, this is crazy, and um, this is crazy, and um, this is crazy and so on. Um, not one comment that thought this was a good idea. There wasn't one comment that defended it. I also published it on my onshot.net Facebook page, which garnered over 100 comments. I'm not going to go through all of them, obviously, but suffice to say, more than half of them defended the decision of uh, DCU to uh, allow uh, fewer points for Protestant uh, entries. 
Um, I was reading through all of them and I, uh, just while I was doing my research for this uh, podcast and I couldn't believe some of the stuff I was reading. I mean, one comment caught my eye and this would only uh, be a temp- uh, that, that th- basically that this would only be a temporary thing as DCU bedded down the amalgamation and, you know, look, it'll be over soon and that's what somebody said. Yeah, uh, and that's true. This agreement was actually due to end in 2018. It was a kind of a bedding down thing and then the following happened and this is from RTE in 2018, Emma O'Kelly, and I'm going to read the article. The Minister for Education, and by the way, this is Richard Bruton now, intends to renew an order which allows for separate entry routes into primary school teacher training depending on the religion of the applicant. An existing ministerial order which runs out at the end of August 2018 allows Protestants apply for teacher training at the country's largest teacher training facility at DCU through a separate mechanism which has a lower CAO points requirement as well as a lower Leaving Cert results threshold. Unlike the general teacher training course, these Protestant applicants must pass an interview process and must commit to upholding a Protestant ethos. Richard Bruton has laid a draft ministerial order to review the previous one drawn up by the then Minister Rory Quinn before the Houses of the Oireachtas. The order must be passed by both houses to become law. In a statement, the Department of Education said the order had been prepared following a request from DCU. Sorry, did you hear that last bit? Because I know you might have zoned out by now. The order has been prepared following a request from DCU. And in keeping, I'll carry on, and in keeping with commitments made following the incorporation of the former Church of Ireland College of Education at TCU, along with the country's two Catholic teacher training colleges, St. Pat's and Matter Day Institute of Education. The order allows 32 places to be reserved on the university's B.Ed. Uh, programme for Protestant applicants. Those applicants apply using a separate CAO course code. I'm carrying on. I, I just I have to read it. Last year, the CAO points requirement for uh, DC004, the Protestant entry, it was 420 compared to 462 for the general course. While applicants to both entry routes were required to have at least a H5 in Leaving Cert Irish, the Protestant CAO entry requirements state the students with a lower grade in the subject may be offered places if there are insufficient candidates. It gets worse. I forgot to mention that. You don't if there aren't enough places, you actually might not need honours Irish to become a teacher. Now, I, to be honest, I don't really care about that that much. Um, there's people that do care about that more than I do. Um, do you know, I, I, I don't think you need honours Irish in your leaving cert to be able to teach primary school Irish. But um, anyway, it's, it's, it's just, again, another advantage. Um, there is no such stipulation as, as Emma Kelly back for other applicants. DC 04004 applicants are also allowed to use modules studied under an alternative leaving certificate of vocational program for the calculation of points. This is not an option available to other applicants. I actually don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound good in terms of equality. Um, there's only two or two little bits left. In its statement, the Department of Education said the order made under Section 12 of the Employment Equality Act was designed to ensure the availability of teachers to primary schools with a Church of Ireland or Reformed Christian ethos and in order to maintain the religious ethos of such primary schools. Nonsense. 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 You do not need to be Protestant to teach in a Protestant school. You don't need to be Catholic to teach in a Catholic school. In fact, you aren't Jewish if you teach in a Jewish school but these days and you're not Muslim if you teach in a Muslim school so it, it has to you know if, if, if it was the case it would just hold sway all the way through it doesn't and it's nonsense and it, it really annoys me anyway the right to maintain a separate entry route was a key requirement of the Church of Ireland College of Education when it negotiated its amalgamation to DCU so what are they going to do drop out now you know if DCU said no DCU grow some balls it's a crazy and so the decision continued and by the way in 2017 the anomaly was 42 points when this was written. 2018, the following, when the, v, when the points came out, as this was supposed to end, guess what the gap was? 98 points. 
This year, it's gone over 100 points. You 105 points fewer to get it if you were Protestant to get it to be a teacher into teacher training college. I mean, this, anyway, this decision is to be reviewed in 2023 and you can almost guarantee it's, it's I don't know, I have no faith, uh, literally and figuratively, in this. It, it will, I, I, I can almost guarantee it's going to be extended. I've written to both Brian McGrath and the new Dean of Education, but she's not new anymore, Anne Looney about this issue. Didn't get a reply from Anne Looney. Um, Brian McGrath basically reiterated the same nonsensical diatribe of pluralism that I honestly believe is beneath such an intelligent person. So what do I do? What I do is I publish the CA point, CAO points required to go to teacher training college on the onshaw.net Facebook page every year. I make a nice big giant picture. I think they call them an infographic. I call it the big points race and I illustrate how many points you need to enter teacher training college depending on what your belief system is. So every year it gets dozens of comments and I suppose I can take heart that every year fewer people are defending it. In, not, in 2016, about 75% of the comments as I defended it Today, I published it a couple of weeks ago, less than 20% of the comments seem to defend it. However, one point keeps coming up. Is this any different to reduce points for Gwaeltacht entry entrance? If you're from a Gwaeltacht, you actually can get into the same course uh, with fewer points. Look, and to be honest, it's a fair point. It is a fair point. And, I, and, and why am I not creating a podcast about this? <laughs> Says someone, I'd imagine. Well, I can only try and explain why it's different because of the following, okay? And for what it's worth, my take on everything is whether a practice contravenes someone's human rights, basically, okay? Now, a course through the Irish language is technically open to everyone. There is nothing stopping you um, applying if you speak Irish as your first language. However, you know, in, 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 the, in this particular episode, I'm focusing on a course where there's actually places being allocated specifically for people of certain faith group, of a, one certain faith group. And this is where things become unstuck, in my opinion. Perhaps one might argue further that, that the case of the Irish language entry, the advantage is a possible abuse of managing to, you know, it could be, you could argue that there's an abuse of there, that we're managing to use the fact that Irish is Ireland's national language to put up some artificial barrier from these non-Gwaelgori. You know, kind of a bit like Gwaelskin are used by some of the middle class white people as a sort of faux private school system where they send their children so they don't mix with them. Um, yeah, uh, with, 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 you know, people. Um, they would, they, uh, anyway, oh, with episode four, <laughs> um, I don't like it any more than the next person uh, creating artificial barriers based on the, um, I suppose, false um, truth that Ireland is, a, is, 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 I mean, it is our national language, but that it's spoken um, as a national language. But anyway, there's a difference between using and abusing a system and privileging one faith group over others. Now, the only way it would be the same thing, okay, let's say, so like, like, Let's take the Irish analogy again. So using the Irish language as the barrier. Um, but Ireland, Irish is Ireland's national language. You know, whether, whether people like it or not, I, mean, I, I have no problem with Irish being our, our national language. It is our national language. It's, 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 uh, you know, so, you know, if it wasn't fair enough, we'd have a problem. But the thing is, the thing with the Protestant advantage is Ireland is not a Protestant country. Now, if Ireland was a Protestant country again, if we, and we prayed to God to save the Queen, you know, fair enough, but we're not. We're a secular republic. And that means we cannot privilege one faith group over another. We can't. I know in theory. I know we do it anyway. I know I know it happens. Like, But 
not outwardly. <laughs> no, we're very good in Ireland. They're kind of, you know, at least not being open about our, our discrimination or our, our racism and all that kind of stuff. You know, I guess the main point is that when we try to make exceptions to give certain groups advantages, there are unintended consequences. And some of them can be argued more than others. But others, like allowing a system where one faith group needs over 100 points fewer than all other belief systems to get into the same college course where the outcome is exactly the same qualification, is unforgivable. As one commenter uh, on our Facebook page said last week, I love my country, but the only word I can think to describe this situation is Ireland. So next week, um, with all the talk of obesity, healthy lifestyles and so on, the common wisdom, as with all of society's ills, is to outsource the problems to schools. The government spent an inordinate sum on short-term programs like Incredible Edibles and Food Dudes and things like that. And they also just recently announced they're going to fund 36, that's about 10%, maybe 12% of schools, 11% of schools, let's say, in order for them to provide hot meals to their pupils. However, if I were the Minister for Education, I would simply bite the bullet and provide free lunches to all school children. I hope you enjoyed this episode um, and uh, hopefully you... um, uh, enjoyed it enough uh, I, I didn't enjoy um, it to be honest you know, I got very angry in the middle of it but um, hopefully uh, you enjoyed it yourself and uh, anyway be sure to tune in every Wednesday morning just in time for your midweek slump and it will be a midweek slump because you'll be back to school um, it's almost sure to get your blood boiling and I, 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 I don't care I don't know what side of the fence you are in this particular argument it's very hard to be on the fence with this one uh, this podcast by the way can be found on iTunes I'm sure you know that because you're listening uh, Spotify and any other podcasting app by searching for either on shot.net or if I were the Minister of Education please tell people about it because uh, I'd love them to uh, listen to my rantings every week um, I'd also really appreciate you subscribing to this podcast if you haven't done so already so each new episode will be available to you immediately after its release please also feel free if you're not too angry with me uh, to review the podcast so others can find it more easily look that is it it's uh, it's been a it's been an angry one it's it's the one i probably um feel most strongly about um, when it comes to everything to anything to do with church state separation um listen uh, thanks for listening all the same and uh we'll be back next week talking about food um instead of religion so that's uh, that's gonna be nicer i'd imagine okay thanks a million take care bye bye